This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I know you're saying, Dave, oh Dave, where have you been? Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to do to die it thin. Not till you lie. It's thin. I want smaller thighs thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to exercise. Well, the good news is I got a new job, got a new job, got a great job, actually teaching now, so that's good, and here's the other good news, I've got notes, can you hear them? So it's, it's been a while, so it's going to be a little longer show, and this is from a guy named Leo, man, I'm going to butcher your name, Babauta at zenhabits.net, here's a great, here's a great quote. We are what we repeatedly do. Think about that one. We are what we repeatedly do. So if you repeatedly hit the vending machine, yeah. If you have candy bars in your drawer at work, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. And that's what we're talking about on this show, creating good habits. Now, who said that? Aristotle. And according to Leo here, our daily lives are often a series of habits played out throughout the day. You know, um, but and sometimes habits are good and sometimes they're bad. But bad habits can be changed as difficult as that may seem sometimes. He says, I'm a living example. In tiny, almost in, infinitesimal steps. I've changed a laundry list of habits. I've quit smoking. I stopped impulse spending, got out of debt, began running and walking early and eating healthier and becoming frugal and simplifying my life and becoming organized and focused and productive. I've ran three marathons and a couple of triathlons, started a successful blog, eliminated my debt. You get the picture. It is possible. He says, and while I've written about habit change many times, on the course of the life of the Zen Habits at zenhabits.net. Today I thought I'd put the best tips all together in one cheat sheet for those new to the blog and for those who could use the reminders. So here's some reminders from Leo. And uh, before I get into that, <laughs> that's the teaser. Our website is logicalloss.com. You can email me, Dave, at logicalloss.com or call in your comments, 888-563-3228. Okay, here we go. Keep it simple. Habit change is not complicated, while the tips below will seem overwhelming. 
there's really only a few things you need to know. Everything else is just helping these to become reality. The simple steps of habit change. Number one, write down your plan. Number two, identify your triggers and replacement habits. And then three, focus on doing the replacement habits every single time the trigger happens for about 30 days. That's it. He says, we'll talk more about each of these steps and much more in the cheat sheet below. So I'm just going to read you this kind of, I'm sorry, I'm moving my microphone here, Uh, and just kind of comment as we go along. Number one, do just one habit at a time. This is extremely important. Habit change is difficult, even with just one habit. If you do more than one habit at a time, you're setting yourself up for failure. Keep it simple. Allow yourself to focus and give yourself the best chance for success. So don't try to lose weight and quit smoking and do this. Um, He says, this is why New Year's resolutions often fail. People try to tackle more than one change at a time. Number two, start small. The smaller the better because habit change is difficult and trying to take on too much is a recipe for disaster. Want to exercise? Start just five to ten minutes. Want to wake up earlier? Try just ten minutes earlier for now and then progress more and more. So if you think, man, to exercise, i got to get up at 5.30 and I get up at 7 now, well, get up at a quarter to 7 and do that for a while. Then get up at 6.30 and then just slowly move it back, you know. Uh, Number three, do a 30-day challenge. In my experience, it takes about 30 days to change a habit if you're focused and consistent. This is a round number. will vary from person to person and habit to habit. Often you'll read about the magical 21 days to change a habit, but this is a myth with no evidence. Seriously, try to find the evidence from a scientific study for this. A more recent study shows that 66 days is a better number, but 30 days is a good number to get started. Your challenge is to stick with a habit every day for 30 days and post your daily progress and updates to a forum. Now, we do have a forum out at LogicalLoss.com if you want to go out there. Step number four, write it down. We've talked about this. Just saying you're going to change the habit is not enough of a commitment. You need to actually write it down on paper. Write what habit you're going to change. And then number five, make a plan. While you're writing, also write down a plan. This will ensure you're really prepared. The plan should include the reasons, better known as motivations, for changing, any obstacles, any triggers, any support people that are going to be helping you, and other ways you're going to make the success. Now, know your motivations and be sure they're strong. This is number six. Write them down in your plan. You have to be very clear why are you doing this, and the benefits of doing it need to be clear in your head. If you're just doing it for vanity, While that can be a good motivator, it's typically not enough. We need something stronger. For me, I quit smoking for my wife and kids. I made a promise to them. I knew if I didn't smoke, not only would they be without a... If I... Hold on. I knew if I didn't smoke, not only would they be without a husband and father, but they would be more likely to smoke themselves. My wife was a smoker and quit with me. So there you go, getting support, doing it together. Number seven, don't start right away. In your plan, write down a start date. Maybe a week or two from the date you start writing out the plan. When you start right away, like today, you're not giving the plan the seriousness it deserves. When you have a quit date or a start date, it gives that date an air of significance. Tell everyone about your quit date or your start date. Put it up on the wall or the computer desktop. Make this a big day. It builds up anticipation and excitement.
Number eight, write down all your obstacles. If you've tried this habit change before, and odds are you have, you'll likely, you've probably failed. Now reflect on those failures and figure out what stopped you from succeeding. Write down every obstacle that's happened to you and others that are likely to happen, and then write down how you plan to overcome them. That's the key. Write down your solution before the obstacle arrives so you're prepared. So like for me... I had a habit of not exercising, he said changing the the page here, because A, I had laundry on the exercise equipment, and B, I would come home and sit down and turn on the TV. So I knew that, hey, number one, that's not going to work. So when I got home, I didn't sit down. I went over and got into my workout clothes. And then I went and started exercising. I cleaned off the exercise equipment. I told everyone in the house, this is not a clothes hanger. It's a piece of exercise equipment. Those are my first barriers. I got them out of the way. Now identify your triggers. What situations trigger your current habit? For the smoking habit, for example, triggers might include walking in the morning, having coffee, drinking alcohol, stressing meetings, stressful meetings, um, going out with friends, driving. Most habits have multiple triggers. Identify all of them and write them in your plan. Number 10, for every single trigger, identify a positive habit that you're going to do instead. I've said this before. We don't get rid of bad habits. We replace them with good ones. So when you're when you first wake in the morning, instead of smoking, what will you do? What about when you get stressed? When you go out with friends, some positive habits could be exercise, meditation, deep breathing, organizing, decluttering, and more. Habit is habit, and not to be flung out the window by any man, but coaxed downstairs one step at a time, according to Mark Twain. So yeah, you've got to realize what's going to trigger that. And for me, at work, when I get bored, I want to go hit the vending machine. And I just, what I've done is I went, okay, I'm still going to get bored at work on, on occasion in between one project and the next. And it used to be, okay, I'll go and get something. Well, I now bring my lunch, and I pack it full of carrots, raisins, yogurt, anything that's healthier than a Snickers bar. Number 11, plan your support system. Who will you turn to when you have a strong urge? Write these people into your plan. Support forums online are a great tool as well. I used a smoking cessation form on about.com when I quit smoking and it really helped. Don't underestimate the power of support. It's really important. That's where sites like Spark People are very, very cool. They have a great community over there. Um, the one I've been playing with, the Daily Burn, not so much of a form, but they do have people over there. And even at uh, um, Diet Power has a form, which is uh, the software that I use. Um, Number 12, ask for help. Get your family and friends and co-workers to support you. Ask them for their help and let them know how important this is. Find an AA group in your area. Join online forums where people are trying to quit. When you really have strong urges or a difficult time, call on support network for your help. Don't smoke a cigarette, for example, without posting to your online quit forum. Don't have a drop of alcohol before calling your AA buddy. Don't eat that Snickers before going to, you know, calling your, your workout buddy. Be aware of self-talk. You talk to yourself in your head all the time, but often we're not aware of these thoughts. Start listening. These thoughts can derail any habit change, any goal. Now, often they're negative. I can't do this. It's just too difficult. Why am I putting myself through this? How bad is this for me anyway? Or I'm not strong enough. I don't have enough discipline. I suck. 
it's an important to know that you're doing this. So when you hear this, again, that's a bad habit. You've got to replace it. And that's what number 14 is. Stay positive. You will have negative thoughts. The important thing is to realize when you're having them and push them out of your head. Squash them like a bug. Then replace them with a positive thought. I can do this. You know, and that's where you'll see people on the forum. Um, you know, I, I'm again the biggest loser is back up and running. And I see these people. The one woman was 475 pounds and she couldn't stay on any of the, this one piece of equipment for about six seconds. And now she's doing six minutes. So yes, you can do it. Because in reality, if you quit, your problem is still there. You're still overweight. Number 15, have strategies to, ve- to defeat the urge. Urges are going to come. They're inevitable and they're strong. But they're also only temporary and beatable. Urges usually last about a minute or two and they come in the ways of varying strength. You need to ride out the wave and the urge will go away. Now some strategies for making it through the urge, deep breathing, a self-massage, eat some frozen grapes, take a walk, exercise, drink a glass of water. That's my favorite. When I hear my stomach growling or whatever, I drink water. Call a support buddy, post on a support forum. Number 16, prepare for the sabotagers. That's right. There will always be people who are negative, who try to get you to do your old habit. Be ready for them and confront them and be direct. You don't need to try to you don't need them to try to sabotage you. You need their support. If they can't support you, then you don't want them to be around you. Now, why would somebody want you to go with you to eat ice cream? Because hey, then they don't feel so bad because if it was so bad, then so-and-so wouldn't be doing it with me. They're using that as a way to say it's okay to do this or whatever it is that you know you shouldn't be doing. Number 17, talk to yourself. Be your own cheerleader. Give yourself pep talks. and Repeat your mantra below, which we'll be talking about, and don't be afraid to seem crazy to others. We'll see who's crazy when you've changed your habit and they're still lazy, unhealthy people. Now, have a mantra. We just talked about that. For quits, for quitting smoking, mine was not one puff ever. I didn't make this up, but it worked. Uh, when I wanted to quit my day job, it was liberate yourself. This is just a way to remind yourself of what you're trying to do. Number 19, use visualization. This is powerful. Vividly picture in your head successful changing successfully changing your habit. Visualize doing your new habit after each trigger, overcoming urges, and what it will look like when you're done. This seems very new agey, but it really works. It really does. Visualization is great. Picture yourself getting into those jeans. Picture yourself, you know, doing something that you didn't think you could because you can. And number twenty, have rewards, regular ones. You might see these as bribes, but actually they're just positive feedback. Put these into your plan along with the milestones at which you'll receive them. Now, with diet and fitness, don't make your reward ice cream. Because that's just practicing the wrong thing. I think at the beginning of this podcast, when I started this, uh, I said you could reward yourself with something in that. But I, I don't know if I support that anymore. Because you are, anytime you eat the wrong thing, you are practicing doing the wrong thing. Take it one urge at a time, he says in 21. Often we're told to take it one day at a time, which is good advice. But really, it's one urge at a time. Just make it through this urge. And then he says here in 22, not one puff ever. In other words, no exceptions. This seems harsh, but it's a necessity. When you're trying to take the bonds between an old habit and a trigger and form a new bond between the trigger and a new habit, you need to really be consistent. 
You can't do it sometimes, or there'll be an or there will be no new bond, or at least it will take a really, really long time to form. So at least for the first 30 days, and preferably 60 days, you need to have no exceptions. Each time a trigger happens, you need to do the new habit and not the old one. No exceptions, or you'll have a backslide. If you do mess up, regroup, learn from your mistake, plan for your success, and try again. Number 23, get rest. We've talked about how important sleep is. Being tired leaves you vulnerable to relapse. Get a lot of rest so you can have the energy to overcome urges. And if you're saying, but Dave, you just said get up early and exercise. Yeah, that means you have to go to bed earlier. What's important? 24, we all know this one. Drink lots of water. Similar to not getting enough rest, being dehydrated leaves us open to failure. Stay hydrated, stay rested. Number 25, renew your commitment often. Remind yourself of your commitment hourly and at the beginning of each day. Read your plan. Celebrate your success. Prepare your obstacles. Prepare yourself for obstacles and urges. This is where writing things down, you know, having post-it notes, reminding yourself of your goal that really comes into play. And number 26, set up public accountability. Blog about it. Post on a forum. Email your commitment and daily progress to a friend and family. Post a chart up at your office. Write a column for your local newspaper. I did this. He says, I did this when I ran my first marathon. And when we make it public, not just the commitment, but the progress updates, he says that you don't want to fail. We're almost done. Three more here. Engineer it so it's hard to fail. Create a groove that's harder to get out of than it is to stay in. Increase positive feedback for sticking with the habit and increase negative feedback for not doing the habit. Number 28, avoid some situations where you normally do your old habit, at least for a while, to make it a little bit easier on yourself. If you normally drink when you go out with friends, consider not going out for a little while. If you normally go outside your office with coworkers to smoke, avoid going out with them. This applies to any bad habit, whether it be eating junk food or doing drugs. There are some situations you can avoid that are easily, especially difficult, uh, for someone trying to, to change a bad habit. Realize, though, that when you go back to those situations, you will still get the old urges, and when that happens, you better be prepared. This is where practicing the right thing will get you stronger in that aspect. And then number 29, if you fail, figure out where you went wrong, plan for it, and try again. Don't let failure and guilt stop you. They're just obstacles, but they can be overcome. In fact, if you learn from each failure, they become stepping stones to your success. Just regroup, let go of guilt, learn, plan, and get back on that horse. Benjamin Franklin said, your net worth to the world is usually determined by what remains after you, after your bad habits are subtracted from your good ones. Let's read that one again. Your net worth to the world is usually determined by what remains after your bad habits are subtracted from your good ones. And obviously, having good habits takes practice. But we are what we do. That's why I say don't reward yourself with food. Reward yourself with a massage or something or a dress or jeans or whatever it is you want. Don't reward yourself with a piece of pie. You're just, no, not the case. So I'm sorry I've been away so long. I am maintaining my weight around 207. Um, the good news is 
where are we at on time here? 18 minutes. I'll talk about that in the next episode about why you might want to talk to your boss about implementing a health plan. But that's going to do it. Our website is LogicalLoss.com. This show is brought to you by FitDeck. Go out to our website, LogicalLoss.com. Click on the icon for FitDeck. You'll see there's a coupon right there. There's also a link to Diet Pro that'll take you out there with a discount. Again, our website, LogicalLoss.com. Or if you don't need any of those and you do like the podcast, we do have a premium version. If you want more episodes, you can get the back catalog. Again, out at LogicalLoss.com. Or if you're going shopping, Here's a great way to support the show. You don't have to do a thing that you normally wouldn't be doing. Simply go to supportthisshow.com. I've got links out there to Best Buy and Amazon and all sorts of coupons and things like that. And when you purchase anything from supportthisshow.com, a small percentage of that goes to me to help defray the cost of publishing the show. So thank you very much. Keep in mind you can do this. All those tips are great tips. You know, they really are. Mine is writing it down. I've got post-it notes everywhere. My wife thinks I'm nuts, but I am focused and I am determined. And this is the crunch time, people. This is the crunch time. This is October. And from here to the end of the year, if you do not exercise and you fall prey to the Halloween candy and you fall prey to the Thanksgiving and you fall prey to the Christmas cookies, you will gain 10 pounds on average by the end of the year it's time to fight back it's time to take you back the you that you know exists inside you is there you can do this live right eat right live wrong live wrong yeah live long thank you for tuning in Again, if you want to chime in, 888-563-3228, Dave at LogicalLoss.com, and our website is LogicalLoss.com. And you can also, uh, if you're looking for things at Amazon, I should have mentioned this, you can go to shop.logicalloss.com. We've got some reviews coming up in the future, as well as, like I talked about, exercising at work. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin.